Alrighty, welcome to episode 22 of Flip the Record. What's going on, Joe? Oh, same old, same old would be a, a very straight lie, but, uh, you know, we're hanging in there, recovering. Yeah, uh, this will be a shorter episode, so I'm going to give you some, I'm going to shine the spotlight on you for a couple minutes here. All right. Uh, Joe and I went to a bachelor party this last weekend. For sure. And this story is one worth telling, um, amongst others from the weekend. So Friday we went to the casino. There's <laughs> 10 of us. This is a classic bachelor party story. <laughs> yeah, so we go to the casino. About about what time do we head out? Uh, we probably left around 7, got there around 7.30, something like that. Yeah, Maybe it's, 6.30 to 7. Okay, yeah, that sounds about right. It's like a half-hour drive. Um, the early group, the group that left first in the Uber, they text everyone else once they get there. They're, they got there like 10 minutes first or whatever, 15 minutes. So like, hey... Get your Uber's number because the Uber's warning us that we might have a hard time getting an Uber back depending on what time we stay out till. In our Uber, we're like, <laughs> we're thinking to ourselves, we're like, ah, you know, it's about seven now. We probably won't stay more than a couple hours. We should be fine. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> you know, the, the tables are, uh, the tables are flowing more so for you than for me. But yeah, what is... Just to stay alive as long as I did. I sat at that table and went dead even for two and a half hours, give or take. Yeah. No, you were, you were doing good. And, uh, yeah, so we were, we were. everyone was at the tables for a couple hours. Everyone was having a good time. And probably around 8.45, 9, somewhere around there, we decided we're going to grab dinner at the casino. And this is where I should have spoken up because I knew – that at that time in my head I was because I got up from the table because I was like all right it's time to go and then when you guys wanted to sit down for dinner or whoever it was I was like oh, I don't know about that it's not a great idea but who am I to tell the bachelor no yeah uh I was kind of in the the same spot as you although I was a little bit um I wasn't 100 percent with I, I had a couple drinks so I was yeah. like kind of like you know whatever yeah and the dinner, I mean, the dinner was slow, like the service, the everything was slow, which is fine. I mean, I guess it's to be expected at the casino. Sure, sure. But I don't know what time do we wrap up at what, like 10, 15, 10, 10, 30, 10, yeah, 30. 10:30. So we're, you know, we're waiting to get our checks at dinner. We're like, all right, let's start ordering the Ubers. Uber, 34 bucks back to the Airbnb, searching, searching, nothing. A couple people trying it, nothing. Someone says, hey, what about Lyft? Open up Lyft, $134. So it's a $100 surcharge from Uber. Okay, whatever. We'll bite the bullet. Still not that bad. Nothing. No, nothing confirmed. Just sitting there searching. And then we're like, oh, shit. How are we going to get back? And then do you want to you want to jump in on... Uh, yes, this is ingenuity, I'll say. Uh, more of a function of the circumstance. So... There's a bus out front. It looks like it might be like a casino shuttle bus. Yeah, it definitely looks like a shuttle. And uh, so I'm like, well, maybe the fucking shuttle bus driver can get at least get us into like the skirts of town where we can get an Uber or something. And uh, so I walk up to this guy. Turns out it's a party bus for a bachelor, another bachelor party. And the driver's like, well, you're not going to love the price. But if you really need something, I can call a couple guys, uh, see if they can come by. So. A lot of in-between finagling back and forth. And in the meantime, in the meantime of all this, I, I had haggled with this driver for about five minutes, and I'm walking back in to talk to the fellas. This homeless guy is standing at the doors of the <laughs> casino, 
and he gets this idea to fling his shoe as far as he can, and he flings it probably a good 100, 120 feet right on top of the bus. <laughs> Police were there in record time to take care of this asshole. <laughs> but, dude, it landed loud as fuck, too. Like, I would have been scared shitless if I was the driver. Anyway, sidetrack. So probably 15 minutes goes by after haggling with this guy. We get him down. We had to get him down to $400 for a 30-minute Uber ri- or bus ride. Yeah. Not, and we had to sit with this other bachelor party. Yeah, not even. Like, oh, b- about 30 minutes. About 30 minutes. Well, that turned into Thunderstruck with the other bachelor party all the way back to fucking Grand Rapids. <laughs> and... And then we're sitting there with our bachelor. He's got the look of death on his face. Like, he's one drink away from a night-night episode. (laughs) And we got about 15 minutes left until we get to where we're going. And I'm just sitting there the whole time, like, $400 was enough. But if this goes really sideways, this is going to be a pricey fucking episode tonight, boys. It was an all-time move on your part to secure a ride because we definitely would have been having to, like, search taxis near me and just scrounging to get somebody to come out there anything or the alternative just to get two hotel rooms for 10 guys at the casino which would have been bundle in shittier than what we did uh way shittier plus it would have sucked i feel like half the guy at least half the guys weren't gambling well everyone had either lost their money or hit like uh like george had doubled his money and he said he was done i'd lost my money craig has lost lost his money and yeah everyone else was like just had hit their point of like up or down whatever they wanted to be yeah done but what was funny um, was, one, when we were on the way back, you got a text from The Bachelor where he just misspelled trouble. <laughs> yeah, this is funny, too, because this is about the same time I saw him give me the look of death. And, and his eyes were like, he was fading in an hour. Like, you'd look over and his eyes would be closed, and you look over and they'd be, like, glazed. glazed. And, and same with the, his friend next his to him, His buddy next too. to him was dying, too. But I had texted him something about the Tigers game, like, an hour before that. And... We're sitting on this bus with 15 minutes to go. He texts back, Turble, Turble. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's bad. I thought he was in trouble. He tells me the next morning he was texting me terrible about the Tigers. <laughs> the fucking clown, man. Yeah, if, if he had yacked in the bus, that would have that would All-time bad news. <laughs> Worst-case scenario. Oh, that would have been a miserable way to end the night. But yeah, I will say it was the uh, guys uh, from the other group were decent enough, and it was funny. the The guy sitting next to the left of me was on the aux. Oh. And when we when he first started, he started playing. He started with um, Sammy Adams all night longer, which is a banger. Fine, go for it. And then he played like three songs of like I don't even know what it was, but it was some kind of like rap that I've never heard of. It was just well, yeah, he did a little bit of that, and then he got into like. Like, we'll call it twenty early 2010s. Like, he played some Cole. He played some Big Sean. But he, like, he played, like, three Big Sean songs in a row. And the third one was, like, not a party song. Yeah. And uh, he he had played a couple songs where, like, the guys at the end of the bus were like, yo, what like what, what are you playing? Like, switch it up. It's And, like, I, I kept seeing him search artists, look through their songs, and then not cue anything up and go to the next artist. So I was just watching this guy struggle. <laughs> On the aux, which was hilarious, and that's when I texted you. But eventually, he kind of turned it around, and he played. Uh, he started playing some 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 better songs, and he played like a Wiz Khalifa song, and in another like uh, 2010s, like around that time, like rap song. So I I go over to him. We had just done Mac Miller on the pod a couple weeks ago, so right, I, right. I just said to him like, "Hey man, any chance you got some Mac Miller in there?" 
And all, he just turns to me, stone faced, and he goes, "Trust the process." Like, kind of like, really? kind of like snobby. And I was like, "Oh, hey, my bad, man. I was just asking." Like, didn't mean to, you know. And, but then, what was funny enough was, the song that was playing was ended, and uh, Kool Aid and Frozen Pizza came on. It was already in the queue. Yeah, yeah. That's so that's fire. and then he turned back to me and he's like, "I told you." And I was like, "Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that guy though, like." You got to know which of your friends is going to be like can manage themselves on the aux and which ones can't <laughs> like it's it's actually less like which ones can't and more just like which ones actually can because you cannot have that guy on the aux just like fumbling around looking for something. Yeah. And after playing like, I don't know, five rap songs, he's he puts on closer by the Chainsmokers and lets it play oh, all the way he through. He played another one, too. Yeah, it was closer and something else where it was like. This has turned into something completely different right here, and now the vibe's dead because nobody's moving or singing along. Yeah, it, yeah, and he let a couple songs where like nobody was into it. He let them go like way too long. Where you know it's like move on. Yeah, it it was funny though. I texted you. I was like, man, this guy is like battling for his life right now on the aux. And after all that, we finally get to where we're going around eleven o'clock. I thought when we got where we were going, he was going to, like, fall over, just stumble right into the curb, and, and that was going to be the end of the night anyways. Props to him. He made it another four-plus hours. Oh, The Bachelor? That. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. made another four after that. Now, did that end in disaster? Yes, that ended in disaster. <laughs> but you know what? Friday night, first night on The Bachelor Party, I'll give that a success. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a ton of fun. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so just wanted to shine the light on you for, for saving us from – you know, who knows what could have been a lot worse. But yeah, I thought that was a, a story funny enough worth telling. Uh, just quickly, how excited are you for NFL football? Oh, dude, I'm I'm way excited. I'm way too excited. I mean, I've been on a uh, cold streak would be an understatement for gambling <laughs> in terms of near misses. Um, I won't get too much into it, but Scotty Scheffler loses to Victor Hoblin having the fucking round of his life, breaking the course record after the course record had been broken two days earlier. <laughs> Which was insane. I lost, or not lost, but would have won 140 there. UFC, I had a five-fight five, five fight parlay that loses because Sean O'Malley somehow beats Elgin From Sterling. the clouds. And then, uh, yeah, I lost on the NFL preseason games I was betting on, and then the baseball, and, yeah, it's just been a rough couple of days. So. Obviously, the people won't hear this till next week, but the Ravens play tonight, and you know that's free money. Oh, I know. I told myself I'm not going to gamble. Nah! <laughs> I got a win last night in the casino that got it'll, – it'll pad my, my NFL week one – well, really college week one, week zero. Yeah. But I'm ready to fucking rock now. I was just sitting <laughs> in bed last night firing away. <laughs> We're let's loaded go. up. The let's fucking go. bank account's rolling, baby. <laughs> All righty. Let's, uh, let's get into the fray a little bit. Uh, this is an interesting poll here. We wanted to pick something that was a little bit quicker just because we were a little bit short on time this last week. Um, still, this is, how do I put this? John Mayer was interesting, at least to me, because there's a lot of stories. Um, there's, as, as much as I say his studio work is maybe a little bit, uh, bland isn't the right word, but doesn't really pop off the page to me. Uh, this is truly Macy's Essential Volume 1 through 4. Yeah, in hindsight, I would have just changed this to like a sampling platter or something different. This, in terms of replay value, this was like the most annoying to listen to again. And not even annoying. It was just, it's, they, their sound doesn't change much. The first album's good, and then the sound doesn't really change, and it's just, it gets old. That that was the thing for me. I didn't find it annoying as I did just like, it, the song started to blend together after you listen to it, like all of them back to back to back for so long. It's just a little bit drowned out and. 
But, like, starting from the first album, How to Save a Life, nice album, no <laughs> doubt. It just really doesn't change that much. Um, well, no, it, I feel like from the first album to the second, third, and fourth, the sound almost gets worse, and, like, everything just gets a little bit worse. I don't know. Yeah, you could definitely say that. I mean, obviously, two of their three biggest hits are off that first album, and it never yeah. like they never really reached that level of success again. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think these guys are bad necessarily. They're just not exciting to me. Let's put it that way. For sure. So yeah, let's let's get into it. Four time Grammy Grammy nominated uh, for best pop vocal album for one of the nominations, The Fray. So debut album comes out in two thousand five. How to Save a Life. How to Save a Life. So 2002-ish, uh, we got the four guys. Well, not the four guys, but a couple of the guys. We got Isaac Slade and Ben Wysocki uh, meet at this like Christian Academy out in Denver. Um, or they had been going to school together, whatever. Um, over the next couple of years, they pick up. Uh, let's see here. Joseph King. They pick up Joseph King, and they pick up Dave Welsh. So Isaac on vocals. Joe King, well, and piano, uh, notably. Um, Joe King on rhythm guitar, Ben Wysocki on drums, and Dave Welsh on lead guitar. At one point in the origination of this band, they had Isaac's brother Caleb in the band early on, and he was going to be their bassist. He was quickly, uh, swiftly booted from the band <laughs> uh, for reasons that aren't necessarily spelled out uh, directly. Um, One can assume that he just didn't have the talent on the bass. Yeah, that's part of it. And so for the rest of their career, when they need a bassist, they kind of just bring in guys off the street um, here and there, and they'll bring guys on tour. But nobody ever really sticks on as their bassist. Um, and part of this breakup is what later on becomes part of the inspiration for one of the hits off the first album here, Over My Head. Um, and so we'll talk about that a little bit more as we get into it. Um, yeah, let's let's do it now. We'll just come back to she is. Uh, sure. Okay. Um, so the second track on how to save a life over my head cable car. This is one of three hits that you would absolutely know if you've listened to the radio or been inside of a J.C. Penny in your life. <laughs> um, it's kind of this like a high energy, up tempo, softer guitar, but like loud, powerful drums and piano throughout. Um, guitar like picks up along the way as you get into the uh, second and third choruses verses um, Isaac starts in like a, a mid-level and by the end reaches his high level we'll say but um, it's not necessarily like a smooth progression like the choruses really pick up the energy uh, I find this like super emotional but also super catchy and I love this track yeah this is an amazing track as you alluded to this his inspiration for the song was a fight that Isaac got into with his brother. Uh, and eventually, you know, they ended up mending their relationship, but for a while they were just not talking to each other. And uh, the central metaphor of the cable car, you know, just kind of represents the journey in life. There's ups and downs and um, highs and lows and, you know, it's just part of the experience along the way. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is like you said, it's, if you hear the lyrics for this, you, more than likely have heard this one yeah absolutely um so for and, sure yeah and uh, you know i never knew that everything was falling through that everyone i knew was waiting on a cue to turn and run when all i needed was the truth um just just a couple lines from the song but yeah it, i'd say these first three tracks are a great way to kick off like it's a banger after banger after banger three in a row 
Yeah. And I also like he said he sings at one point and suddenly I become a part of your past. I'm becoming the part that don't last. I'm losing you and it's effortless without a sound. And then it kind of. Yeah, that's interesting. It's tough, but they're not like, afraid to kind of let it all out on the on the lyrics. So, yeah, makes sense. So anyways, let's go backwards a little bit. Track one. This album opens with she is cool, like up tempo, upbeat, solid rock track, a little bit heavier than the previous song. Um, this is more in the reins of like a One Republic or a Kings of Leon, something like that. Um, prominent piano and guitar throughout, kind of mid-tuned. Um, the vocal is kind of in this like mid-high level, but super like, not super emotional, fairly emotional, uh, like kind of drift in. Uh, the range doesn't quite, like there's way better range on Over My Head than there is on this track, but still like, doing a good job of using what he's got on this track to like get the point across. Uh, I think this is a cool way to open the album. Yeah. It's a good love song. A song about missing someone. They're away. She's everything I want. She's every, she's everything I need. Are we doing this again? Another John party joke? No, 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 no. That's it. That's it. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely another song worth saving in my opinion off the album. Yeah, for sure. This is a cool opener. Good song here. Yeah. And like you alluded to, the third song here is still batting a thousand. How to save a life, uh, arguably the most popular song, probably between that and Cable Car. Yeah, I think this is their most popular song. This song has been used in movies. This song has been used in TV shows, commercials. It's been on the radio a jillion times. This is their <laughs> this is their cash cow right here. Yeah, and with the TV part, real quick, that's kind of where it took off. They played it on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah, and it was on maybe Shields or something like that. It's been on a bunch. Oh, yeah, for sure. And this was one of the first songs to rack up huge digital downloads because I was, you know, 2005. That's kind of when, like, iTunes was in its heyday. That's also around the tomb. LimeWire is in its heyday, which would be an interesting topic to get into for a grab bag episode. Oh, for sure. So this song sold three million digital downloads, making The Fray the only group to hit that number in, like, the early 2000s other than Coldplay who had Viva La Vida also had a couple million. Yeah, and I was I was thinking to myself that this band is kind of in the same uh, like genre as Coldplay, but Coldplay is just so much more talented. Oh, yeah. Coldplay, yeah, kicks ass. Uh, that's like, um, I don't know, it's like $5 ground beef to like Kobe Wagyu. Like, <laughs> not even the same thing. But yeah. anyways, uh, How to Save a Life, for those who haven't heard it, uh, it's like this slower, soft piano track. Um it opens with just piano and the vocals, then the drums kind of kick in uh, mid-level, but like uh, poppy still. Um, strummy acoustic through the choruses. Um, energy picks up a little, but it's not necessarily the energy that gives this track its like uh, bite as much as it is. Like it's just so, the the lyrics are so emotional through the yes. chorus, especially, but throughout the entire song, really. Um, they get the background, the rest of the band doing background vocals in the like last chorus time uh, versus bridge chorus. Um, this is just a classic track. Yeah. So the inspiration for this one came from uh, Isaac was at a camp where he was mentoring someone, and it was this teenager who was struggling with uh, crack addiction. And Isaac, and you know, he was saying, you know, this kid's seventeen and he had all these problems, and no one could write a manual on how to save him. Um, so this song is more of like a memoir about his slow motion descent, and all the relationships that he might have lost along the way. And he said for him, this is like one of the easiest songs for him to sing. Like he just, he, it's he natural. Yeah. Even he, you know, loves the song. Right. Which is cool. And yeah, the lyrics super, 
super emotional, super touching. Where did I go wrong? I lost a friend somewhere along in the bitterness, and I would have stayed up with you all night had I known how to save a life. And then even in the verses, you know, it is kind of some of the lyrics are kind of like having like a conversation and how that situation is playing out. You know, as he begins to raise his voice, you lower yours and grant him one last choice. Drive until you lose the road or break with the ones you followed. So, again, just trying to reach out to people that are, you know, going through things and uh, trying to provide some advice. Yeah, I, I don't. it's not necessarily something that they did actively, uh, that Isaac does actively for this track because it's just natural to him. But his, like, slightly raspy voice is such a perfect, like, tune for this track. I don't know how else to say it, but it's awesome. Yeah, I know. I agree with that 100%. Uh, so yeah, so that's how to save a life. Um, follows that up with all at once. Another cool track, but entirely different. Yeah, this is like a kind of mid-tempo pop rock track, upbeat, higher energy. Uh, Isaac does a nice work, kind of getting through his whole range and energy on the mic here. The electric guitar kicks in. It's not crazy, but it does have a sick riff, kind of like between the sections, um, like at the start and then between sections. They had a nice little riff. Uh, strong drums through the throughout here. Nice track. Yeah, another one that I you know saved. Um, if it comes on shuffle, you know I'll probably give it a listen. And uh, the one of the lines I like, and all at once the crowd begins to sing. Sometimes the hardest thing and the right thing are the same. But that was a little cool. Yeah, play on words. Yeah, nice bit there. Next track is Fall Away. This one is a little bit more laid back. It's just all right for me. Yeah, again, I it, I had maybe a little bit less interest in this one than the last one. Kind of soft piano verses with this, like, mid-level full, like, chorus. Uh, simple in guitar and drums throughout. Isaac um, does a nice job getting up and down in his energy again here. Like, it really matches up with the music nicely here. Um, they do a great job of kind of crescendoing the end here. Still, all in all, it's, uh, I don't know, there's just something missing here. Not quite there. Yeah, just all right. The next track, Heaven Forbid, I do like this one. And uh, Joseph King's actually on vocals on this one, not Isaac. Which is cool, yeah. Softer pi- or softer acoustic with the kind of piano here and there here. Uh, sweet singing from King. Easy listening here. Just super easy listening. Um, it sounds a little bit like a love song to me, but that just maybe isn't quite right. Uh, or maybe I'm wrong about that, too, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I For me, it's kind of sounded like two people are having a discussion. Um, let's see some of the lyrics. Heaven forbid you end up alone. You don't know why. Hold on tight. Wait for tomorrow. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. It's on your face. Is it on your mind? Uh, and the, But at the end of the song, they keep singing, it feels good. And then like the background vocals is like, is that reason enough for you? So I don't know if, I don't know if there's like some drugs or like self-harm in there. Or maybe yeah. it is a love song. I don't know. It's just. It's hard to tell, but then again, a couple listens, so, you know. Yeah. After that, uh, Look After You, kind of mid-level, mid-tempo track here, but strong violin throughout, which is cool. This is the first track with the strings on it. Um, it's it's a perfect ad for this track. Simple drums, mid-to-mid-high level on the mic, uh, and Isaac's doing really good work here. Another love song, let's call it. This is a nice track. Yeah, his vocals are pouring emotion on this one. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, this is another one uh, that w- was got some radio play, decent amount. I think it had like 200 million streams, so definitely another hit off the album. Damn, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah. The next song is 100. Uh, it's a piano track, just 
for me, just all right. Another another piano love song. Yep, that's basically the gist of it. Uh, it starts off really slow and uh, low, picks up a little bit about 30, 40 seconds in. Um, it's a love song, but it's kind of like a, like a distant lovers kind of thing, or like there's maybe not like a distance between them, but some kind of some level of separation between them is kind of what I got from this track. Um, it, it's a sweet song uh, in terms of interest, just kind of good. Yeah, more of a love song along the lines of like, uh, you know, one person's in love and one person might not be. Yeah. Um, it's hard, I must confess, I'm banking on the rest to clear away because we have spoken everything, everything short of I love you. So some back and forth for sure. The next track is Vienna. Vienna. Soft rock piano track here. Mid-tempo, low energy on the mic. Um, he kind of stays in that level too. He doesn't really like get too high or low. Um the line where he sings already gone is like so sweet with it. He does a great job on that line. He just yeah. draws it out so like beautifully is maybe a strong word, but it's a, it's a really nice uh, bit there. Uh, bits of guitar and drum kind of kicked in throughout, but they're not prominent. Uh, it's just a nice, easy listen. Yeah, and he kind of stretches that out because the song sounds like he's breaking up with a girl, but he doesn't want to. And that's why in that line he's like, there's really no way to reach me because I'm already gone. Yeah, he yeah, really yeah. stretches it out. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Next up is Dead Wrong. Uh, I, I kind of like this song. It's it's decent. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, Mid-high tempo rock track. Uh, energy's up here a little bit. The drumming, uh, Waisaki's really good on the drums here. Uh, electric guitar like comes in in spots, and it's really nice. Um. The vocal energy kind of crescendoing here again. Um, it just felt like everywhere in the track, if they had just lifted the level like one jump, it would have been of a lot, like a lot better of a track. It just didn't quite hit the the level I was looking for. Yeah, they they have uh, quite a few songs like that. More so in the later albums yeah. where you're like, man, like the vocals aren't bad, but there's really nothing to. They just didn't get after it. Like, yeah, like they yeah. they left something on the table. Yeah, left something on the table. That's that's. An accurate way of putting it. Next up is Little House. Yeah, this is kind of cool. It's got this, like, fun, quick piano opener with these, like, mid-high energy vocals. Um, and then the band really crashes into it on the first chorus. Um, almost, like, borderline hard rock style. Um, not quite, but it's close. Um, Low-tuned, thick, kind of crunch, not crunchy, but, like, heavy electric guitar. Um, great energy on the mic through this track. Uh, I I love this song. Yeah, this one, lyrics are pretty meaningful, too. Narrow line, she can't decide. Everything short of suicide. Never hurts. Nearly works. Something is scratching its way out. Something you want to forget about. Um, you know, again, kind of along the lines of potentially self-harm or really just going through it and, you know, not knowing how to handle the situation. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, definitely, yeah, definitely another good track off this album and then they close it out with trust me uh and this is softer it's a if i remember correctly every album usually ends on a softer note which is maybe just a coincidence but four times i mean i don't know uh soft piano like track throughout um kind of like pop not poppy but closer to soft rock than anything <laughs> yeah uh quick drums and there's like mid-tempo piano um Breaks into like pop rock choruses a little bit, 
uh, that get some energy, but then back up in or back into this like mid low level. Um, I like the backup singing in the choruses here though. It's a good ad. It brings a little like fullness to the room. Um, range. Isaac never really gets out of this like mid to mid high level, which is fine. It just is what it is. It's exactly what we just talked about on what was it? Dead wrong. Um, mm -hmm. It's a fine closer. It's not like super exciting, but it's fine. Yeah, I was kind of chuckling because my only note here was not knowing you're talking to someone younger, which I'd have to go back and read the lyrics and know why I put that on there. But <laughs> I, so I, this was a forgettable track. I don't know. All righty. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so that's that first album, How to Save a Life. I we'll talk about it later, but I do, I can appreciate this album for sure. This is a good album. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's there's standout tracks like hits that you know uh, what yeah I mean 18 years later it comes on and you still want to listen to it, and even like the songs that aren't hits, there's still a lot of good ones. There's only a couple duds or so you know songs that are just alright. Yeah, I think there's there's moments in throughout this album on a lot of these different songs where you're like, wow, that person did a really good job in this moment. There's a few songs that I really like. I just there's not enough moments for me. Like the moments need to be stretched out into like sections into verses like, man, that that little piano bit at the beginning is awesome. Keep playing it throughout. The guitar here is really cool. Keep playing it throughout. I don't know. It's just there's hits here and there. Um, but anyways, still a pretty good album, in my opinion. Yeah. If if you're only going to listen to one album or a couple songs off one album, this would be the one to, to well, choose from. I was trying to avoid saying that, but let's go ahead and get to the second album anyways. Yeah. So the second album, self-titled The Fray, this comes out in 2009. So four years after the debut album. How creative. You, usually when an artist. Well, I don't know about uh, usually. I was going to say STP. Yeah. Yeah. Did it fuck? They did it twice, turds. I just think it's lazy. I still think it's lazy. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but anyways, second album, the phrase he said, two thousand nine. Yeah, so four years after, how to save a life. And this album is much of the same. Uh, the hits aren't necessarily here. I'll say you found me is another is their third song that you almost absolutely would know. Um, other than that, it's just a lot of the same. Um. Yeah, a little bit underwhelming. Not only, and I, I think my problem with this band is not only is it, it's, it's like, this, going from the first album to this album, like, lyrically it's not as good, and sound-wise it's not as good. Like, it's like a, it's a downgrade in both aspects, and I think it's even more pronounced on the third album and fourth a little bit, too. Like, I don't think there's, they don't change their sound enough to, they don't change their sound that much, and it's not, like, for the better, in my opinion. Yeah, there's some bands that can get away with that. Like, but when I guess when it's like low energy like this, it just kind of like it doesn't excite me. Like when it's a band like ACDC, right? Like even if they play the same song for 50 years, <laughs> those songs rock, you know, whereas the, the phrase kind of in this like soft rock slash pop rock category. And it just doesn't like it doesn't quite give me the same hit. And you brought up John Mayer earlier, and the reason we keep bringing it up is he's the only other, like... Kind of soft rock artist we've done. Yeah, and at least he changes up his sound from album to album and gives you something different. Right. Even does, if it doesn't always work. He tries different things, and I, I guess about the same time they did this album, they tried different things. This bonus album has, like, five covers. There's a few other covers around the same time that come out. Um, they're trying different things. It just doesn't necessarily hit. Yeah. 
So this album opens with Syndicate, which I, I do kind of like this song. It's our, it's, at least it's one of the better ones off the album. Yeah, I'm not going to fight you there. I think it's just nice. Uh, it's kind of like mid-high tempo, mid-energy pop, to- uh, pop rock track. Um, the description that will fit much of the music we talk about going forward is that it's just pretty generic musically. Um, nothing <laughs> real special. Uh, mid-tuned electric guitar. Vocals kind of in this mid to mid-high range throughout. Um, I don't know. It just didn't jump off the page. It's fine. It just doesn't jump off the page. Yeah. So the next uh, song is the first of many where th- they're essentially writing stories. They're, they're Sorry. They're writing songs about like fictitious stories or stories that they get inspiration from. And this song, which is Absolute, is about a relationship where... Uh, two people want to be with each other, and they both sacrifice their dreams in order to do so. The guy wants to be a sailor, and the girl wants to be a dancer, but they both give that up to make the relationship work. And I, I don't know what it is for me, but I just, like, stories like this, it's just, I, it comes across as, like, cheesy or, like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't know. I feel like a lot of songs are just made-up stories, you know? Yeah, but I, I guess... I don't know, a sailor and a dancer, and they both give up the dream. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a you bit know? it's a bit Disney cartoon-esque, but yeah. I guess I, I guess for me, I prefer music where it's a little bit more personal. Yeah. Yeah, and that definitely, like, go back and listen to the 20-some episodes we've done. You, you, you always seem to highlight the songs, whether or not I like them musically, you always highlight the songs that are a bit more personal. So that makes sense. I get it. True, and the second part of that is their whole the whole third album is essentially songs like this mm. like if if you slip it in every now and then like i i probably might not complain about it or it might not irk me as much but when it's like half your catalog i don't know it's just not not my type of music yeah i hear you i'm i'm debating in my head if like is like second chance a song like this by shine down no because that was about his that was personal to him it's about his relationship with his parents yeah yeah i guess i'm I just I've seen that music video a few times and maybe that's uh, skewing my thoughts on in the matter right now. But no, I think that's a very personal song to Brent Smith. Fair enough. Anyways, uh, so absolute here. Mid tempo, kind of higher tune guitar here. Piano picks up through the chorus. Mid energy verses and high energy or yeah, mid energy verses, high energy choruses. Uh, soft piano kind of bridge toward the end is kind of cool. And again, this is what I was just talking about. Nice piano bridge. The piano is fairly bland throughout the rest. Um, still a good track musically. Um, yeah, let's just leave it there. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else to add on that one. Fair enough. Follows that up with You Found Me, and again, this is the hit off the album. Um, mid-tempo kind of vocals on mid-high tempo music here. Uh, piano kind of into electric guitar through the verses. like So it starts with like piano, and then the electric guitar kicks in like halfway through the verses travels you into the chorus um the chorus is like pick up the energy a little bit and he does the same thing where he, he does it on uh over my head where like he drips the emotion in on the chorus a little bit and it's not crazy but you definitely hear it it's cool um crescendoing energy right to the end this chorus is super catchy too like you hear this and it'll be just stuck in your head all day Absolutely. i do like this song a lot yeah i love this song so Isaac said this song came to him or he was inspired by a dream that he had. He, he said, I dreamt I ran into God on a street corner. He looked like Bruce Springsteen and was smoking a cigarette. I headed out with him and asked, where were you when all this bad stuff was happening to these undeserving good people? So that was kind of like the dream he had. And 
the song itself is about the disappointment, heartache, uh, and kind of letdown that comes with life. And sometimes you're like, you want to question like the higher powers that be, like, why is this happening? Like, and, uh, you know, that's just the way life is. So cool, cool song in that regard. This song got, uh, blew up. It was featured on a commercial for lost back in the day. Ah, yes. Um, as well as another episode of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, uh, I don't have anything for either of those, honestly. I, like, I'm not a big sitcom guy. Or I guess that's maybe not a sitcom, but I don't even know what the... Just like uh, oh, like Channel 2, Channel 4, like nighttime shows, never really got into it. Oh, yeah, that no, me, me neither. I, it's just funny. Those shows are both popular back in the day, so it's... it's sure, kinda... they're big, yeah, for sure. I mean, Lost is like probably one of the top... 15 shows of the last 20 years something like that i would guess um but yeah it just doesn't do it for me anyways but yeah some of the lyrics i found god on the corner of first in amistad where the west was all but one all alone smoking his last cigarette i said where you been he said ask anything and i mean this whole song is just emotional it's it kicks ass yeah the song rocks this is really really cool um great vocal work from isaac here it's yeah a good song Next up is Say When. Uh, just all right for me. Same. Lower energy, kind of like a piano and soft electric guitar uh, track here. Mid-tempo, kind of like tuned down a bit. Um, mid-low to mid-high vocal levels, like the, the verses are mid-low and then up into mid-high through the chorus. Um, he does a good work on the vocals here, though. He gets through his range really, really nicely. The en- energy like gets up into that mid-high like high, mid high kind of higher higher range at the end um it it didn't like i don't know it, it's just i though like it doesn't do it for me i guess yeah definitely doesn't do it for me the next song is never say never which would be like the second hit off this album in terms of streams yeah, i think so and this was written by joe king and uh, according to him, it was from the perspective of his marriage, which at the time was struggling. Yeah. Gotcha. And he said, you know, there's uh, beauty and chaos and both beauty and chaos in, in that. And that's kind of where the, the lyrics come from. Yeah. And that's cool because, like, the music does a really good job of dripping out the energy or the emotion here again. Um, like, it, it's a mostly low tuned piano kind of ballad, but then violin kind of like softly like comes in a little bit later and it's just a really nice tone setter for this song Mm -hmm. Uh, overall kind of mid low tempo but mid to mid high energy Um, chorus rocks here not rocks maybe that's a bad way of putting it but super like fun not (laughs) just scratch all that Uh, what I'm trying to say is like it's just a really nice sweet chorus Um, nice work on the mic here they bring in electric guitar out of nowhere at the end. I don't really get that on this track, but sure. Uh, good. Good, not great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely a, one of the better songs off the album. The next song is Where the Story Ends. And again, this, this sounds like it's about a couple in a long-distance relationship. Yeah, this is kind of an interesting, cool song. Up-tempo piano track, louder drums got this like bittersweet vibe to it throughout um not sure quite how else to put that um mid energy but the isaac does great work on the mic here um he's getting through his range and doing all sorts of like kind of 
um, alterations to his voice, kind of little words here and there where he alters it a little bit. It's cool. Um, nice, like, soft section at the end um, where the mic switches. It sounds like the mic switches tuning almost mm. or, like, he steps away from the mic a little bit. I don't know quite, like, I, I'm no music or audio engineer, but it just sounds a little bit different. It gets it gives me that like boxing mic sound at the end. Okay, I'll have to go back and and give that a listen. But anyways, this is a nice track. This is definitely a listen for me on the way through. Yeah, I don't know if this, maybe he wrote this about a, a past, you know, his wife or girlfriend or whatever. But all we know is distance. We're close, and then we run. Kiss away the difference. I know you hate this one. Like putting, I know you hate this one in the song. Like it's definitely about someone that, you know, you were with or or still with at at some point. For sure. Next up is Enough for Now. And uh, <laughs> my last note on this track, this song's good, but it feels like we've heard this before now. <laughs> it's just so generic Frey. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Like, we're track seven on this album, and now 18, 19 tracks into the Frey, and we've just heard this song before. It's fine. That's what I'm, dude, that's what I was trying to, that was the point I was trying to make, like, a yeah. lot of these songs, like this, is the song about a dad who wants a boy, and it, I don't know. It's just, it's just all right. Yeah, it's uh, kind of this like mid-energy song, uh, soft electric guitar. Again, nice work on the mic, but just nothing special. Yeah, the next track was one of my least favorites. Uh, this is another one where Joe King is is on the mic. This is Ungodly Hour. It's a slow piano song. Yeah, I didn't love this. Uh, it's fairly simple, uh, like ballad. Decent work, given the fact that like, or I'll say, decent work on the mu- on the mic, even though the energy doesn't really get up for it. Um, there's a nice. It's kind of this is kind of a John Mary track to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It's not for me. Yeah, the I mean, yeah, the next the next two songs are just both eh, for me too. I kind of like the last track, but so the next song is we build then we break. Yeah. Same thing, just kind of generic fray. Um, a lot of the same stuff we've already talked about. Then happiness. Um, this is kind of interesting. It's, it's a little bit different. Um, slightly like folkier, I'll say, slightly. Uh, kind of like a picky acoustic track. Mid-tempo, mid-high energy on the mic. I think he does a really good job. Like another one where his, ras- his slightly raspy voice is a great ad for this song too. Um they pick up the electric guitar in on the last chorus and then fall off to like a simple piano like finish, which is kind of a cool like finish to the song. I like this as a closer here. Um, yeah, this is a good track for me. Yeah, it's fine. And then like you had alluded to, they do have like a second disc on this album that has a couple covers. I think the most notable being they cover Heartless by Kanye West. I wasn't a fan. Didn't impress me. Oh, I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was decent. It, for, it was different. You ever heard like those punk goes pop covers? It'll be like a like a like a borderline metal band doing like Taylor Swift. Yeah, dude. Jake listen. Jake shout out Jake listens to all those where it's like a heavy band that they'll do like Olivia Rodrigo like uh, or Taylor Swift or whatever. He has he puts that on our the freaking workout playlist sometimes, and I'm like, dude. What he, are you doing? <laughs> he loves that stuff. He like <laughs> our last night. I think is yeah, one of the yeah. big ones he listens to. Uh, but my point is like these guys trying to cover the fray is akin to. You mean Kanye or to Kanye is akin to that. 
it just it's so like <laughs> out there that I just can't like do it. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Ten times out of ten, I'm I'm gonna prefer the Kanye version, but I still thought it was is just different enough to where I I didn't hate it. Yeah, I got you. They slowed it down a lot. Yeah, much slower than yeah. the original. Um, lower energy, but then you know that's the phrase. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they got a couple other covers. I wasn't none of them stood out to me. <laughs> yeah, we we don't have to talk about it anymore. The next album comes out in 2012 scars and stories this is without a doubt one of the worst album covers of all time it's so cheesy yeah this is bad this reminded me so cheesy you remember i think mayor has an album that's titled almost the same and almost equally bad john mayor uh battles battle scars battle Battle stories yeah battles something like that uh equally bad equally uh, lackluster let's say um yeah, no, this this album didn't it, impress me a ton. The cover is like them running through a... F- they're blurry, running through a field, one behind one behind one behind one, and it's... it's it looks AI-generated. Yeah. It, it's almost like clip art. And just and just even the name, Scars and Sword, it's just like so uncreative. Yeah, I'm trying to think now. Theory of a Dead Man has an album titled Scars and Souvenirs. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is definitely like... Uh, you need an album. This is what AI spits out when you're like, I need like a, a rock album title. <laughs> you know, like yeah, when you ask Chad GPT, yeah, give me 10 album titles. <laughs> this is definitely one of them. So, yeah. And like I alluded to earlier, all the, there's so many songs on this album where they're just singing about like a story that is, you know, they got inspired from things or just, it's like totally random things. And it's just, for me, it's just not for me. So I think the first half of the album is interesting to me. Um, there's some cool tracks in the first, let's call it five or six songs. And then the the rest of it, I'm just like, I've heard this before and it's not high energy and I'm just over this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. huh? Yeah, let's do it. So first track off the album is Heartbeat. Uh, this is one of the better ones for me. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it. Totally agree. They start out with like really good energy. This is full Full sounding pop rock, um, like up upbeat, up tempo pop rock. Pop rock, vocal energy is great here. Like he he puts the emotion and the energy so strongly into the words. A uh, little heavier than usual, which is good in my opinion because they needed like a something a little different. Um, cool bridge where they like soften and simplify it, and then the background singers are kind of like ooh eyeing. Uh, I think this is a great way to start this album. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it, it is a little bit heavier. He wrote this after he had a conversation with a woman at the Genocide mu- Museum in Rwanda. So, I mean, this, and he, he's, he said that, you know, she personified the country perfectly. Uh, so it's, it's definitely meant to be a, a heavier song. If I gave you, you know, like, um, you remember when you were like in, call it maybe fourth or fifth grade, and your social studies teacher would give you a paper map, black and white, with all the states traced out, and you had to like <laughs> fill in the states. Yeah. If I gave you a map of Africa like that, how many countries do you think you could uh, correctly identify? Europe, maybe a little bit, or Asia, Africa. Africa. Let's just do Africa because Africa, no more than two. <laughs> at least, at least Asia has like a few big countries that you're like, that's Russia. Yeah. That's yeah, China. Yeah. I could do that for sure. Africa, like I got Egypt, I got South Africa. The rest are going to be a real bundle. 
Yeah, and it, that's one of those things where, for me at least, like when I had to learn that in school, I I would learn it, get an A on the test, and then I forget it the next day, like because you just like when else am I looking at countries of for Africa on the map? If I gave you a United States map, could you pick out which one's Colorado? Fifty-fifty, <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude. Or no, sorry. Uh, I don't know if Colorado or Wyoming's harder, but I'll definitely get them mixed up at one point or another. If I had to do that on like a Let's say I had to do that like once a year. I would get Colorado and Wyoming mixed up at some point. That actually would be like that would be super embarrassing if we had to do like all do that one day. I would I would not be able to, I the I would definitely hit the under for how many states I could get. What about state capitals? I heard a TikTok today. Somebody was like, "Name the four NFL teams that play in their state capitals," and I just had no fucking clue. No state cap. That's another one where you learn it back in the day and then you just yeah, because there's all these big cities and like. A quarter of them are their pop are their state capitals. But yeah. <laughs> anyways, what a sidetrack. Um. All right. So, anyways, uh, they follow up heartbeat with the fighter. I think this is a nice track too. Um, uh, something I meant to mention in the last track, but a little bit. Di- uh, we'll just get to it now. Something happened. I don't know quite how to put it. I said this to you yesterday. His Isaac's voice is just a little bit deeper on this album and the next. It's inexplicable. Uh, but it just is. But it's cool. Um, so anyways, this track, good energy, up-tempo, kind of prominent drums, <coughs> like loud drums, mid-tuned electric guitar, kind of hitting clean hanging notes, good energy on the mic, and like kind of really nice energy getting through his work or his range and his energy again here. Um, I like this song too. Yeah, and th- again, this is where I uh, I disagree. He, he, saw, he got inspired. He saw a painting of a fighter. He said, it's a scene where the fighter and his opponent are going at it, and there's a girl standing in the crowd shouting, no, I just really like the idea of this desperate and hopeless fighter trying to get through life. Um, again, for me, it's just it's so unrelatable. It just comes across as cheesy. I don't know. And it, it's interesting because, like, I've heard comics say, like, you can't be a good comic unless you've had life experience. And so I would say the same thing about these guys, except when you listen to the first album – the the life experience is is all over that first album right and that yeah that's kind of where it falls apart for me it's like they like the uh you know you found me in cable car like those are great songs from life experience and you just don't get as much of that in the other yeah, albums yeah I, I don't know where the the inspiration fell off a cliff i mean i could i could give you a date like a, a time stamp on when it did but i can't explain why the inspiration change so drastically yeah and like for how to save a life like he got inspired because of an experience that he had in real life and they're still taking experiences or things that inspire them now but it's he's writing stories about a fighter and it's just i don't know it that's where it just loses me right right uh they follow that up with turn me on um this is another good track for me though high energy vocals on a mid-high kind of energy uh band fast and choppy high tuned guitar loud drums um great energy I felt like the background singers would have done a lot to help this track uh, musically. A little bit more in this like low range, but also gravelly vocals throughout. Uh, like in terms of pop rocks, a little extra poppy for me. Like the the guitar, it, it's like borderline disco guitar. It's not, but it it's close. Uh, this is another good track for me. Yeah, this is alright for me. This this is one where um, he got inspired by. Uh, I don't know. This, this is supposed to be a song about a, a girl that comes in and, and falls in love with a guy, kind of like a Romeo and Juliet type of thing, and then uh, she breaks a curse of, of some some curse about the family. I don't know, dude. 
<laughs> the, the, I'm sorry. The it's just uh it was all I'm all over the place with this one. <laughs> you know what I think? I know you're not like loving this, but what I think would be a cool concept album for somebody who like lives in Detroit, a rock band or any any band really, is if they just went to the DIA and like drew inspiration <laughs> for an album from different stuff of the DIA. Dude, the the DA has got a lot of cool, cool, cool work and cool pieces. I think as dudes, maybe we don't like realize how cool the DIA is because I went a couple years ago for the first time in a long time, and I had forgotten how much cool shit they have in there. I stood in that Diego Rivera mural room for probably a good 30, 40 minutes talking to the curator, just looking at all sorts of different shit. And like I've seen it before, I've looked at pictures, I've been there a couple times. I like, but I, I was still fascinated by it. And having more like knowledge about uh, Rivera and his wife, uh, Frida Kahlo, I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But just the idea of like being able to walk through a museum like that and pick out like stories and inspiration for an album, I think that would be a cool project. Uh, that would be cool. I, I need to go back to today. It's been a long time. But along those lines, too, the Frederick Myers Garden over by where we just were in Grand Rapids, that is also like they have enough where you could draw some inspiration from that. It's, it's really cool. Hidden gems in Michigan. I don't know how hidden it is, but it's worth checking out. The DIA, definitely not. The DIA is one of the more prominent art museums, I'll say, in the country. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the garden for sure. Uh, anyways, follows up, turn me on with Run For Your Life. Um, up-tempo music, mid-tempo vocals, kind of picky acoustic and slower mid-tune electric mixed in back and forth. Um, I didn't really have much about this track. It's all right. Yeah, so Isaac on this one. Uh, this idea came from thin air. We started with the idea of twins, two sisters, one makes it and one doesn't. So they wrote it about the one that's left, the survivor who's kind of got the guilt, like, why me? Which uh, I'm not going to harp on that idea because it is a cool idea. But, yeah, it's just an all right song. Yeah, nothing special musically for me. Next up, The Wind. Uh, mid-tune, kind of stormy electric, mid-tempo, mid-high energy, simple drums. Uh, really nice work on the mic here again. And regardless of what we'll say about the rest of this album. I do think Isaac does nice work on the mic on this these next two albums. Like, I don't think he dropped off necessarily. I think the rest of it dropped off. Yeah, I mean, his voice is so good. I think it's just a culmination of the songwriting and, and uh, the yeah. music. The music never really gives you anything, like, spectacular or, or like, oh, wow. No, I totally agree. Um, the rain, like, especially, like, here, right, is a good example because, like, he never does anything cr too crazy with his range. Like, he doesn't. He's no Josh Kieska, right? But he just makes the best of what he's got most of the time, mm -hmm. or at least a good chunk of the time. Um, nice chorus here. Good track. Yeah, so this one King wrote. Uh, he actually wrote this about his marriage, which had ended at the time. Um, so th th this one is cool. You know, it's a little bit more personal to, to King, at least. And uh, some of the lyrics, oh, my God, I think I'm lost at sea. The silent waves are my company. And I lost a land between the sky, it seems, and wondering, will the wind ever come free? So I, I can appreciate this one from a lyrical standpoint. Yeah, nice track. Next up, 1961. Um, just uh, for me, mid-tempo, mid-energy. Stormy electric guitar and piano mixed in. Um, drums. The drums are interesting here because, like, they're not quite so loud, but it's a complex drum pattern. Uh, it's kind of an interesting, like, if you get to this track, just listen for the drums. It's cool. Um, other than that, it's just an all right track. Yeah, if we're, uh, you know, doing our Jeopardy here, uh, what is the Berlin Wall? This is, that's what this one's about. Gotcha, yes. I don't know what ties they have to the Berlin Wall, but 
All righty. Uh, we wrote that song about the Berlin Wall and the division it represented in regards to one unified city becoming two cities under the covering of a country. So, I don't know. Do, uh, like, I understand people who are into history. Uh, like, history buffs or whatever. It's not for me, but, like, some people are into it, and that's cool. I never really got people who are, like, super into wars, man. Those people, <laughs> like, are a little, I don't know, it just doesn't. Like, reading uh, about them? Yeah, like like they've they've read like books about like one war or two wars and it's like ha huh, I don't know I, there's just something off putting about that man I mean I like uh, you mean like extensively cuz I've read probably like, 3 4 books from like Holocaust survivors I think that's a little bit different. That's like from the perspective of the Holocaust. I'm talking about people who like read about like oh like oh like, like military you know, strategy in World War 2. Gotcha, gotcha. Stuff like that. Um I don't know. It's just something weird about it, man. Uh, it's not for me. I mean, you, you should talk to... I mean, my wife's read a decent amount. Mike's read a lot. Yeah, yeah, that seems like a Mike thing, but, but he's a history buff. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I get... He also... Didn't he teach... Or, yeah. Yeah. Cut that. I don't know if he'd want us to say that. That's all right. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Uh, 1961. Whatever. After that, I can barely say... Softer piano track, decent energy on the mic here. Um, he does another good job, but, like, he leans heavy on, like, dragging out these notes to the end and really, like, dripping everything into the, the end of words, uh, these raspy emotional words. Really nice work. Um, prominent violin throughout. Uh, just a good track. Yeah, this is a good one. This is the pro uh, synopsis of this is life's too short to make everyone happy. So cool, cool song. Next up is Munich, which, again, for me, is just all right. Yeah, I thought this was all right, too. Mid-eye tempo, higher-energy rock track, uh, mid-tune, but the vocals are up in the higher range for the most part. Um, piano gets a little bit drowned out. Like, it, it comes in. You can hear it. It just I don't know, it needs to be a little bit louder. Same thing with the violin and the string sections uh, need to be a little bit louder. Um, and I think that would, that would bring a lot more to this track, but... As it is, good, not great. If we're playing Jeopardy, this would be like the question of the day or double Jeopardy or, or whatever. I don't know if this quote's from Isaac or from King, but the song is about there's this large particle collider out in Switzerland that is kind of helping scientists peel back the curtain on what creates gravity and mass. Some very big questions are being raised. Even some things that Einstein proposed that have just been accepted for decades are starting to be challenged. They're looking for the God particle, basically the particle that holds it all together. This song is really just about the mystery of why we're all here and what's holding it all together you know holy shit that is a that is those are high words right there if i've ever heard them <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent. oh man <laughs> uh follows that up with here we are um another nice track here higher energy rock louder and a little heavier than usual um low tune guitars and like loud popping drums mid-high tempo uh vocally it's good i just this is another one where I wish he just let the vocals rip because the music is higher energy and the vocals are just not quite on the same level. I wish he just ripped one off in the chorus, but is what it is. Uh, all in all, good, goodish track. Uh, yeah, I think this is my favorite off the album. There's some lyrically Slade and King wrote this together. So Slade's part of the song is he's kind of talking about a uh, breakdown that he had like a, uh, you know, per just personal breakdown that he was dealing with back yeah. in in the day and then uh king's contribution was about 
his dating after his divorce. So Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, cool song. I like this one. Follows that up with 48 to go. Um, this is just another generic Frey song. You want to know what my note was on this one? Can you imagine someone sitting and listening to this album from start to finish and being like, oh, yes, like this is my favorite album. <laughs> no, like, no. You know, like for, for a lot of the bands that we've covered, like most yeah. of the albums, are, you can you can picture people that are like, like that's their favorite album or that's their favorite album from this artist. There's at least some discussion. Yeah, this album, I can't picture anyone just sitting here listening to this for an hour and being like, fuck yeah, like, give me some more of that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, no, you're totally right there. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, after 48 to Go, Rainy Zurich. Um, oh, you you want to know what 48 to Go is about? Yeah, sure. Slade and his wife took a road trip uh, from Denver to Los Angeles. They attempted a shortcut through a mountain range. As a consequence, they got lost and ended up 600 miles off course. Because I guess they didn't have GPS back in fucking... 2010? <laughs> or 2000? Yeah, yeah. 2010. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Have you heard, like... Um, this is another total tangent, but... You know, kids were, like, born in the 2000s. They'll Instead of saying, like, 2009, they'll be, like, 2009. Oh, that's I hate that. That's that's not right. That should be illegal. Yeah. That <laughs> makes me feel old and I'm not old. Twenty oh nine, dude. Twenty oh nine. I haven't heard anyone say that, but that would that would bother me. Oh, I've heard I've heard like kids say this and it's fucking ear cancer. Yeah. <laughs> um anyways, they close out this album with Be Still and this is uh or do we hit Rainy Zurich? No. No, we skipped Rainy Zurich. So let me go back to Rainy Zurich. Um kind of mid tempo energy in this like mid to mid high range piano with loud drums electric uh, guitar comes in a little later uh vocals stay mostly in a mid level this uh, is king on the vocals yeah and I, I this is another one where the chorus uh the vocals especially just i need a little bit more on the chorus here um didn't quite hit it's just whatever you want to know what this one's about <laughs> uh a rainy day in switzerland <laughs> yeah king taking a walk at night and it was downpouring in Zurich. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. Uh, this album closes with Be Still. And uh, Isaac wrote this one. He actually wrote this. It's a lullaby for his little brother um, after he called Isaac at 4 in the morning complaining that he was having a hard time sleeping. But as full-grown adults. Strange. Uh, soft piano ballad uh, kind of. Soft strings do make a like a really nice. I, I don't know. There's something sweet about this track, um, and the vocals are sweet too, in this like mid to mid low level. Um, even in that lower level, he still does a good job of like getting through his whole range. Uh, in that level, it's a okay way to close this album. I don't know. This this album, if we're gonna rank everyone that we've done so far, this would for sure be bottom probably five albums for me. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, I, I I'd have to go back and think about it, but it, it's, it, it's not a stretch to say that right now. It's not offensively bad by any means. It's just not for me. No, this is no hunting party, but it's right. It's at like the bottom of the next tier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's just this isn't the cheesy tier. So, anyways, <laughs> and that brings us to Helios, twenty fourteen. Yeah. So the album opens with "Hold My Hand." Which, eh, for an opener. I kind of like it as an open. Uh, mid-energy, mid-high tempo, kind of upbeat vibe here. Um, 
I like what the piano and the guitar are doing, kind of playing off each other. Um, again, Isaac doing a good job on the mic, getting through his range. Coral, background singing, adds a nice touch here. I think it's a fine open. Yeah. Next track is Love Don't Die, which is it's decent. It's just you've heard it before. It's another song about how love trumps all. It's You've heard it before. Lyrically not unique, but what's interesting here is I'll, I'll say this is maybe the second one that's got a little bit of that folky vibe to it. I, I think it's more country rock than anything, but we discussed the one song earlier that had that folky vibe, and this is more of a country rock song-ish. Uh, kind of plucky, low-tuned, up-tempo guitar. Um, Mid-energy in the chorus into, like, straight into high, high mid-high energy in the... Um, I fucked that up mid energy in the verses into like the mid high energy in the chorus kind of square wave style um i like what the claps do when they add those in through this track it's a cool like add-on for this vibe um it's a nice track it is cool that they try something different sound wise yeah yeah and that's I, I do appreciate that going into this album after just listening to the previous you know right next up is give it away which uh this one is a little bit different sounding too it's more kind of funky if you will yeah, I had disco-y. Like, yeah. The disco yeah. guitar is prominent here. Um, kind of this like, up-tempo poppy track to me. Um, good energy throughout. Um, again, the vocal energy needs to reach that peak in the in the chorus, but otherwise it's a good track. Yeah, it was, it was all right for me. The next one is Closer to Me. Um, Let's see. This one, all right, sounding for me lyrically was just, eh. yeah. I think um, the what they do with the acoustic guitar here is kind of cool. Um, they got these like quick, softer acoustic chords, and then the solid drums uh, behind, like making a nice beat. Uh, I think the energy on the mic here is fairly good. Uh, I don't know, it's good. That's all I got, really. God, this is gonna be a boring listen. I know. <laughs> At least we have a couple side tangents. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ba, 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 ba. yeah. Up next is Hurricane, song about uh possibly him meeting his wife, or it's about a girl. I the the whole metaphor in the song is that she's a hurricane. It's kind of poppy sounding. Yeah. Uh, this is a higher energy track though. This was kind of cool. Um, electric guitars and like a claps beat instead of the drums. Uh, I think there are some drums in through here, but it's a little bit softer. The claps are way more prominent. Um, I think he does fantastic work on the mic here, Isaac. Um, dripping emotion into little lines here and there. Um, and then the keyboard comes in a little bit later, and it's kind of this like wavy mid-tune keyboard that I think is a really nice add-in on this track. I like this I like this one. Yeah, it's for this album, it's one of the better ones, yeah. Follows that up with Keep On Wanting. Uh, it's good track here, kind of mid-slow, mid-energy. Um, electric guitar kind of tuned higher. With these like thick bass notes, uh, making a good tempo. Really nice work on the mic here. Drums are fairly simple. Um, just a good track. Yeah, and this track's about, you know, you can either give up or keep trying. So, good message. The next track is Our Last Days, which I do. I This is another one on this album that I do like. Yeah, I think I like this one too. Uh, Mid-slow piano track, kind of soft violin throughout. Uh Mid-level vocals kind of pick up in the chorus. Simple drums. Um, the crescendoing of energy again here on this track uh, right up to the end. It's a good song. 
Yeah, and some of the lyrics. When you're young, you just got to know what it's all about. Then you're old with your head full of memories you could do without. It's enough to make you wonder, can anything last at all? This broken sound, but you may be the one place I'm sure about. So It's cool. Yeah. This next track, I I don't know how you feel, but I think this is a cool like story. Or like a cool little bit here. It's Break Your Plans. Like, though this is kind of a love song, but the the whole thing is like, come on. Like, is, if I remember correctly, she's like talking to another guy or she's got something else going on. And the whole thing is like, whatever you got going on, come on with, come out, come hang out with me. Yeah. So there's some, uh, a, a weird line I, I thought he, he sings, I wish I had cheated. At least that's a reason I'd understand why you're leaving now. Yeah. That's kind of powerful, honestly. Cause like, I don't get the vibe that he wish you, like, he actually wishes he had cheated. Right. It's more like, at least it would have been like a stronger fucking close. Like it just would have been over. And like, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be in this spot now where I'm like chasing again and you're off and on and off. And I don't know. It's just an interesting lyrical track to me. Um, yeah. And then later in this, the track, he goes, break your plans tonight. Lay your hand in mine. There's no guarantee we'll make it, make this thing right. But break your plans for me tonight. Right. It's just cool. Aside from all that, uh, slow, soft piano ballad uh, throughout. I think the vocals are really su- like very sweet. Um, very nice work on the vocals. The piano is a perfect touch for this song. Um, kind of soft up tempo drums kicking in after the first chorus. I, this is one of my favorite ballads from them. Yeah, I know. I, I could see that. Next up is Wherever This Goes. Um, my only note on this was musically lame, vocals and lyrics, meh. Yeah, I can't add too much to that. This has got a little bit more of like a soulful vibe to it. Um, the drum is so lazy. This is <laughs> a five-year-old could play this drum beat. Um, soft piano and strings throughout. Bit of backup vocals. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's not for me. Yeah, same with the next track, Shadow and a Dancer. It's slow as heck. Yeah, I didn't love this song at all. So slow. Simple keyboard. Uh, the vocals are a little bit higher energy, even though this is generally a low-energy song. Um, bits of soft, like soft, plucky guitar coming in after the first chorus. Just not, I don't like it. No, me neither. And then this album closes with Same As You, which... Again, it was kind of boring for me musically, but lyrically, this was a good song. Yeah, and so from a musical standpoint, I didn't like this one either. Um, soft, slow guitar, simple drums, a little bit of keyboard, um, lower energy on the mic throughout. Uh, it's sweet singing, but it's not like it's not quite the same as like wherever this goes. Or sorry, um, was it break your plans? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. It's just not. It's not a song I'll go back to. Yeah, so that wraps up their last album. They release a handful of singles after 2014. I I listened to a couple of them once. They're fine. I mean, they're you know, it's if you like the fray, you probably like the singles. If you, if, you know, you're kind of where you and I are, we probably Whatever. feel the same way. And uh, you know, they've toured off and on since since putting out that last album. Uh, and then recently, as as recently as last year, which uh, is crazy. Isaac just decided to leave the band. I think he was just kind of done. Um, uh, I didn't see a whole lot of information about it, to be honest. But I said this in the car with you yesterday. Like, I just don't, you know, it's everyone has their own, uh, you know, goals in life or whatever. But I just don't get like, you, you got know, this. It's good. It's a, this is basically like a nine to five job at this point. Yeah. Like making it big. Like all you have to do is tour for a couple months into, out of the year to probably make 
you know, good money for, and then he just quit. He, I, he said he wanted to spend more time with his wife and kids, but I don't know, man. If you if you make it and all you have to do is tour a couple months a year, like nine to five, yeah, totally agree. But surely they've got the money in the bank, so I guess. I mean, I don't know. Just in closing, again, their first album really good, and then after that, it was just like a little lackluster. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny too is if. Uh, Someone comes and like is scrolling through like our episodes, like oh the fray, like that's my favorite band or whatever. I don't know how- who the fuck would do that. I don't know, but if someone did that and then they ended up listening to this, they probably would be like, oh these shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> they really don't like this band. How is that even possible? Yeah, this. Yeah, so when we go through and like I save songs after listening to an artist, I think I had like ten or twelve songs saved, whereas usually, like for perspective for like Shine Down or Foo Fighters, I probably saved like fifty to eighty. But even put this in more of a scope, right? Like, so Dreamers has probably around the same amount of, of work. And I probably have three or four times the Dreamers songs than I do the Frey songs. Right. Um, so anyways, you want to get into the songs today? Yeah, let's do top ten. I'll go here ten to one. Dead Wrong, All at Once, Syndicate, Here We Are, Our Last Days, Never Say Number, Look After You, You Found Me. And then Cable Car and How to Save a Life. Our top three are the same, and I don't think we have anything else in common in the other seven. Oh, okay. Anyways, maybe I missed something, but 10 to 1 for me. Uh, 10, She Is, then Turn Me On. 8, Hold My Hand. 7, Little House. 6, The Fighter. 5, Heartbeat. 4, Love Don't Die. 3, How to Save a Life. 2, You Found Me. 1, Over My Head, Cable Car. Yeah, I think... um the top three are pretty set in stone. Yeah. Whatever order you want to choose. Fairly cut and dry. Yeah. But the fighter. Oh, man. I'm offended that you had that <laughs> in your top I time. saw your head go back a little bit like, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, albums quickly. Four to one. Scars and Stories. The Fray. Helios and How to Save a Life. I swapped Helios and The Fray, but yep. Sure. Yep. Scars and Stories. <laughs> uh, uh, you want to give us the concert set list? Yeah, I str- I struggled so hard with this. Like, yeah, it doesn't. It's hard to get a vibe. Yeah, so I had she is as a concert opener. It's a little bit more upbeat. And then for the encore, I was like, I was trying to decide. I'm like, they're gonna play. They're gonna close out the set with you know how to save a life or a cable car. You found me. And then they're gonna close out the encore with one of the other two. You know. Yeah. So I had um, heartbeat, and then you found me, and then cable car. So. Yeah, we're not too far off. Uh, my opener is Love Don't Die. Uh, good energy there. I like it as an opener for these guys. Encore starts with You Found Me, uh, goes into Heartbeat, and then Over My Head, Cable Car to close. <laughs> oh, we're actually pretty close on the, yeah. the Encore there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not too far off. All righty, guys. So what do we got going on here? Next week is uh, Sampling, Sampling Platter. platter. Um, wow. Six artists. <laughs> Let's see here. We have an NBA basketball player. We have a K-pop group. We have two rappers, two rappers, a prominent uh, boy band pop star, and who's the oh, and a disco band. Yeah, a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. It's going to be quite the episode. And we're doing the top seven songs for each. Yeah, of those? so we decided on top seven. It just filled out a little bit more. That yeah, gets us forty-two songs, which is. A little less than four albums, usually about four albums. Um, but it'll be fun because with the sampling platter, I imagine we'll probably kill a couple 
as an intro, we'll probably kill a couple minutes talking about the artists. Just yeah, yeah, no, totally. It, it, we're gonna get stories that would never make it here anyways. Uh, right. Then sh- let me tell you, some of these artists will have stories for. It's just, <laughs> it's fascinating this list we came up with. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited to get into that next week. The following week, we can get right back into the regu- regularly scheduled programming, kind of however you want. So oh, I thought we were doing USS. Oh, is that what we're doing the following week? Okay, cool. All right, so we'll do oh, yes. No. no, the well, the following. What did we decide on sampling platter? Is that going to be like a like a pick, or is that going to be just like a grab bag? You know how like the gra- oh no, it's it'll be like a grab bag. Okay, so, so I picked the phrase, so you pick that USS. USS will be after sampling platter. Yeah, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, hopefully, this episode wasn't too, yeah, too you, dreadful. God bless if you made it this far. Um, follow us on socials: Instagram, Twitter. TikTok and YouTube at Flip the Record. Um, like, review, subscribe, Apple and Spotify. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the next one.